or cheeseburger? I don't fucking know. Normal Mac. Not two Mac. of them, though. Not two of them. Uh, um, I, I can eat a fair amount when I'm high, but I think two Big Macs would literally kill me, which you think would make me more attractive. Listen, that sounds like a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, except I think it'd be a very uncomfortable way to go, and I'm, I'm not I'm not digging You'd that. You'd go on the shitter. If, if two Big Macs is what's taking you out, you're going on the shitter. Right, and I that's don't, not I don't an attractive go like place Elvis, to die. Though, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's like, been done. You have to died? figure out your own thing. Yeah, you have to figure Elvis out. You have died. to get your own yeah. shtick, Diana. Don't die on the toilet. That's Elvis Presley's thing. I don't want Elvis Presley's thing. Hold on. Is I this how Elvis. I'm finding out that Elvis Presley died on the toilet? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that. Sorry, I don't. I'm not okay. freshening up on my Elvis Presley lore. Apollo, is the reason AA we're, now? the reason yeah, we do this, this like AA? twice. No, the reason we're doing this twice is because one time a guest didn't I know our so names, sick. and Diana set him on fire for it in front of God and everybody watching. Okay, was... I'm gonna need all of you to say your names again <laughs> so I can write it down. No, Fucking, I'm not I, taking that. I was so sick. I was so sick, and I should have canceled, but I didn't want to because we had a guest, and and I yes, I was a nightmare. I was like doing shots of Nyquil during the recording yeah. and then this and time I, when you set him on fire so be, the bills were playing at that moment it's crazy because like it wasn't even like like a like a snide joke she just went you don't know our fucking names do you <laughs> it wasn't like a bit it wasn't it was I, like perfect. i was taken aback i was like damn i don't know this guy i don't fucking <laughs> what did he do i have three out of four down i have three out of four down <laughs> it's That's cool you got white guys one through three and then diana <laughs> That's true. Legit. I'm gone. Legit. Um, <laughs> White man number one, please. <laughs> oh, that's me. Uh, that's fine. You can just toss it to anybody. Just be like, Gary, and you go next. Diana, you go next. Or uh, Anthony, why don't you go next? And then we'll we'll pick it up from there. Again, feel the free, free to make up any part of last episode. We'll take it from there. You can say anything you want. Or, or should we have Apollo go last? Save the best for last? Save the guest for last? Yeah, sure. We, we can do that. Um, that's going to so require more coordination from two? you three bing bongs. Sure. Who's white man number two and who's white man number three? Uh, number oh, two. I want to be number two. Oh, okay. I'm, I'll be number three. I don't care. Aww. I want to be, I want to be like, Dookie. Aww. 
That's the, can you say that just like a little bit clearer so I can get it for the TikTok, please? Yeah. <clears throat> Alex, you smell fucking terrible. <laughs> Bitch. Let's run it. Oh. All right, so here clear. we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your soon-to-be world-famous Dungeons & Dragons Real Play Comedy Podcast, Critically Stupid. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Alexander James. My favorite part of last episode was when uh, Garion was thrown out of his house for murder. Yeah, not Gareth, by the way. No, I no. have been convicted of murder. Garion himself, I almost said your last name. Garion himself was convicted for murder and is recording from prison, actually. Uh, speaking of which, uh, inmate number 3144, why don't you go next? Uh, hey, everybody. My name is inmate 3144. That is on my birth certificate, and I play Gareth the Rogue. Uh, I think my favorite part of last episode uh, was the helicopters chasing me down on I-95 before I explode into a fiery explosion and then wind up in prison. Cool. Anthony. Hi, I'm Anthony. I play Arnold the Bard. My favorite part of last episode is when I killed Gareth's parents and blamed him for the whole thing. That was... Yeah, oh, I'm uh, sorry. D Diana, you're next. Uh, hi, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I also have the Wolf Pup, Joshua Patrick, Josh Pat, JPZ. Um, my favorite part of last episode was when I um, I witnessed Anthony killing uh, Garion's parents, but on, on the stand, I, I committed perjury and uh, blamed Garion for it, so... Oh fuck, that's me. Well, no. See, uh, I was actually the the pause oh, there was I was waiting for, um, for Diana, Diana to, say, to actually say like we. Have I would get there, oh, but would it just take me? A, I'm sorry. No, you're um, Apollo. You have nothing to apologize for. Dramatic apologize. <laughs> I'm also you didn't recap last episode, bestie. So my it's memory. a bubble episode, bestie. Last episode doesn't matter. That's we we we, we just made up a whole crime spree that didn't <laughs> happen. Last Do you think that no, Gary is actually I in know prison? That. No, I don't think. I mean, it'd be nice if they let you keep that little lamp that you have that's like I've too bright. But no, I we thought you were about to say it would be nice if you were in prison. It, I mean, it, <laughs> then I could say I know somebody in prison. Um, no, I was talking generally because I don't remember. Anyway, Apollo, your turn. Hi, I'm Apollo, and uh, my favorite part of last episode was when mid car chase, a goldfish became giant and ate the sun. Honestly, I thought, it was, that. I thought it was a bold narrative choice on <clears throat> Anthony's part, but, you, you know, we're all about yes and here, and we went with it, and, you know, that's the end of the bit. The earth <laughs> is cold and frozen, and it is a desolate wasteland. That's right. Let's play D&D. &D. Just like my heart. Okay. Uh, we have a fantastic guest on the episode if you haven't heard us or seen yet apollo has joined us in the studio apollo uh thank you so much for being here before we get into it um do you have any projects that you'd like to shout out and where can the people find you on socials oh my god hi guys my name is apollo i'm an irish uh cosplayer content creator voice actor TTRPG performer. That's the one. There's always it's, it's usually three, but sometimes a fourth will sneak in there, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, hi. Uh, you can find me on the social medias. Uh, mainly, I'm active on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Twitch. Twitch is a new one. That's pretty fun. Love streaming. Been streaming a lot of Baldur's Gate three. You'll love to see it. Um. Oh, anything coming up? 
I'm going to be putting out uh, YouTube videos soon enough. By the time this goes out, there should be one out. If there's not, nobody call me out on that. <laughs> uh, I'm just a little guy. Do not come for my workflow. It's a little guy. Um, but uh, honestly, if you want to keep up with all the stuff that I do, but the best is to just keep an eye out I, is my Instagram, where I update everything that I do on every other platform. Or just come chill on the Twitch streams, where I'm chaotic, and everybody on stream and the chat is down bad for video game characters. What's your handle, Apollo? Well, my handle on everything is at Tall Nerd Apollo. <laughs> also, nice. I realize you're like a voice actor and whatever. I'm going to need you to tone that down because we are bad at what we do. Hey, I'm not good. I'm not a good you, one. We can't have you outshine us. So, so just I'm not pull a good it, one. Pull it back. Here's a question: I... Can you do a voice? Possibly. Oh, <laughs> see, you're already making us look bad. It came out. It's so funny that you said <laughs> like, "Don't outshine us," because you were like, "Like Bessie, you're like I have a glow in the dark bone shirt," and Anthony's like, "I have a gremlin t-shirt." This man is wearing a ruffled pirate shirt. He has already outshone us. Listen, I know I wasn't supposed to dress up in that costume, we but I did pick the scariest thing I could think of. I am dressed as a Bob Evans employee. Ah! Made that joke twice because we weren't Damn, recording the, the first four, time. The four people that are going to get that joke are going to laugh so hard. Bob Evans is a restaurant. It's not like an. It's not like an oh. underground fucking. <laughs> oh, that's what that is. It's not like Fight Club. Wait hey, a... I'm Irish. I live in Ireland. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Bob Evans is. Uh, nope. Has re chain restaurants in Ireland yet? Nope. We'll yet. get there. We as a community will get Bob Evans to Ireland. Okay. Not we, have, we have a uh, fantastic episode planned. This is our Halloween episode. Um, this is a bubble episode, dear uh, audience members. So this is going to take place in Waterdeep with the characters that you're familiar with, including one new one. Uh, but it will not be related to the plot that the gang is involved in regularly. So fear not. You don't need any... Um, context for this one you can just hop right in and enjoy so with that being kind of like said, that time we killed santa kind of like that time we killed santa with that, that being said santa had it coming are going to build a halloween neighborhood festival for the fall atmosphere so uh right off the rip anthony there is a stand where uh community members and little kids can go bobbing for apples except instead of apples it's what Ooh. um Okay, have to keep it good. Uh, I'm gonna say eggs, but they're like painted to look like dragon eggs. Okay, so there are uh, there are. That's I have a great to interrupt. You'll, you'll find out when you bite into them. It's the thing. I I, I really some are cooked. Some are cooked. Like it's in like so many of our opens here, we we have worked in eggs into so many of our fucking <laughs> opens. Oh, and, and I opens feature eggs. I am here for it. Dude, eggs are great. I can't think of a single <laughs> meal that isn't improved by an egg. I mean, they're really versatile. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. I had to think about it, but now you're right. In right? a well-to-do neighborhood in Waterdeep, I see it down by the sea ward uh, where the boulevards are wide enough that trees are planted on either side. The leaves are turning color and skittering across the cobblestones, all shades of red and orange and copper. And as they blow past a large uh, mansion and yard, fenced in with wrought iron uh, black fencing. There is a stand where uh, a gaggle of neighborhood kids in various costumes are bobbing for huge eggs painted to look like dragon eggs. And one of them whips up and like sort of nays his head out of the water. And 
Hey, Alex, do you know what that means? In the same sentence to not expect us to laugh at this. And says, <laughs> look, Ma, mine's cooked. And he bites into it with gusto, shell and all. Uh, so when you say he nay-nay, he, he comes out of the... <laughs> Wait, yep. what does that mean? That's ex- No, you did it. You did it exactly right. He nay-nays right out of the water and brags <laughs> no. about how he got a cooked egg. Uh, in addition to bobbing for uh, eggs, Diana... Uh, there is a pumpkin carving contest, but with a twist. What is the twist on a pumpkin carving contest? I really can't think of a twist on a fucking pumpkin. Like that's so straightforward. You're just carving a fucking. Are they? Pumpkin. What are they? What are, are they um, using? Something weird to carve pumpkins. How would you carve a pumpkin with anything other than regular carving tools? Best say maybe? any. Say anything. Say any word, and I will take it from there. This is fantasy. You could use anything. <laughs> no. This is say they the have, say they have, say they have lightsabers. Say they have hacksaws. Say they're using mutilated hands. I don't care. They're just punching it real hard really with somebody's dark. dead I... hand. The pumpkins are carving them. I w- <laughs> no, oh god, that's that's horrible. That's I mean, I guess it's Halloween, but no. Um, I I think that they're they actually are. Um, they're they're huge pumpkins. They're special ones that that have some kind of fantasy growth hormone. I don't know. Um, so so they're gigantic. Think like a Cinderella's carriage, um, Ooh, okay. um type size pumpkin. Okay. Um, and and they have to finish carving it within like only two hours. Okay. Which is kind of tough when you've got a ginormous pumpkin and something about lightsabers. <laughs> cool. So uh, they're involved tangentially. There's mm-hmm. a lo- there's a big lawn uh, behind this black cast iron fence, and there is a section in in kind of like a line where there are eight foot tall pumpkins that several teams are in the process of carving. They've got ladders, some of them, and some of them are rigged up on pulley systems that they've strapped to the trees above these pumpkins, and they are in the process of carving them in a in a huge tableau of horror, cheered on by uh, a gathering crowd drinking apple cider and the other like festive goers who are. Uh, there for the pumpkins and the egg bobbing, and also Garion, a costume contest judged by who? Uh, funny you ask. Actually, it is judged by whoa boy, what's her name? Uh, Halig Tree, Romalia Halig Tree. Lady Romalia Haven Tree is judging the costume party. I love this. So. She is, I think there's like a raised platform, maybe like a quasi stage with some hay bales and some smaller regular sized pumpkins uh, where there is an MC uh, genially talking to Lady Romalia Haventree. She's just very casually for the day, uh, sort of like a, a turtleneck with a robe over it. Um, she's smiling. She's waving at everybody. She's shaking hands. She's being very congenial, but she is there to judge the costume contest. Uh, and she looks at a zombie who is wearing like sort of like red soiled gauze dripping from his hands and and legs and face and she says now that is a costume uh but of course beyond bobbing for apples beyond uh carving eight foot tall pumpkins beyond the costume contest judged by ramalia haventree everybody's eyes are on the podium on this raised platform with the hay bales uh that is the grand prize for surviving the hill gauntlet hallows eve house apollo what is the grand prize for surviving the Hill Gauntlet Hallows Eve house? Oh, <clears throat> the grand pl- the grand prize is a full horror drag makeover by one of Waterdeep's most famous drag queens. Incredible! Sitting I've on this, never podium, wanted to win anything more. Sitting on this podium is a huge uh, makeup case with all sorts of like brushes and palettes and 
blunt knives, one would hope, um, with this stylist's name uh, written in gold in floating magical arcane letters in front of it. Uh, Apollo, what's the name of the stylist that's giving this dread makeover away? Ooh. Oh. So I'm not the only one that freezes up on names. Fuck you, bestie. Just here's a pro tip, Apollo. Need to come up with a name? Just start. Just start talking. <laughs> That's what they tell me. I cannot come up with a name to save my fucking just life. Just make sounds. Just, like, throw in a vowel yeah, every Gary now and just then. See, I have a name, but I don't know. It's a bad name. No, it's give the it. First no, thought. I, I want the first thought, Apollo. Don't sharpen it at all. Uh, so the full name, please, is Spook Eas. S apostrophe Pook. Uh huh. Why apostrophe ass? Ass is just ass. Ass is just ass. Everybody's favorite drag queen of Waterdeep, spooky ass, uh, is giving away this dread makeover. And honestly, this is a prize that is very valuable. We're talking thousands of gold no. pieces. Did you sorry? Oh, wait. Oh, no. This is an American audience. I can't. No, that's a bad word in America. This is just a thing that we say here. No, I, please. I, I, there I'm is zero censorship. Cunt of Strahd. Nice. Cunt of Strahd <laughs> is very strong. Ooh, okay. You know what it is? It's spooky ass and then in parentheses, Cunt of Strahd because that's her title. Like a, like a wrestling nickname? <laughs> exactly. Cunt of Strahd her is her title. title. <laughs> yeah, it's on her business cards. I'm so sorry. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I made a serious character for this. Okay, so why at the back end of this lawn is the Hill Gauntlet Hallows Eve house. It is a gothic leaning structure that almost looks like it should have been demolished decades ago. It is crooked and leaning. The eaves hang on threads. There are spider webs gathered under the cobs. And as these skeletal leaves from the dying trees sort of blow across the porch, you can see the door, the front door, eerily squeak in and out as this cold breeze moves past it. All right, let's hear the squeak. <laughs> Amazing. Just, just one. Just one squeak for you. Wasn't um, your best squeak, but I'll take it. Why don't you... And you know what? It was captured on audio, though, which automatically... It that it is true. That's true. That's true. All right, so... Uh, why don't I is... what, Bethany? Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is getting late. The day is, or the sun is starting to sink over the castle water deep. Uh, the families with younger children are starting to pack their little kiddos up for uh, some last minute trick or treating before they take them home for the day. But the older kids are are staying out, and uh, the true Hollow's Eve spirit is starting to slip across water deep as the shadows grow from the bottom of the streets, and uh, people are starting to light torches and uh, light street lamps. And there's orange streamers run from the house to the fence, and there's suddenly lit by like floating string lights and an aura of uh hollows cheer spreads across this lawn really quickly i would love to know what your characters are wearing for all hallows eve let's start with gareth you motherfucker give me at least a second to think all right let's start with our oh. i'm dressed exactly like gareth <laughs> beautiful okay <laughs> so arnold arnold the bard is wearing uh black wizard's robes with yeah. pockets dotting all everywhere pockets on the sleeves pockets on the breast now here's the question arnold did you buy this robe or did you make it to look like gareth's robe oh no i made it to look like gareth's robe i did not like oh, i was just going to suggest that gareth lent it to him i it's also i also found normal reading glasses and just blacked out the glasses just like, with, sharpened the lenses, just sharpened for his the sunglasses. lenses. 
So, like, my dark vision is for crap with the glasses on, but okay, I'm wearing hard. them at, for the moment. Tossing it back to Gareth, what do you? What is your Halloween costume? Uh, I think I am dressed as the first president of the United States, George Washington. <laughs> okay. So Gareth is wearing a colonial uh, shirt and ruffled coat. His hair is sort of like bound back. Uh, is it? Did you? Did you whiten it, Gareth? No, I got. My hair is naturally hair white, is white, so. Oh shit, that's right. I'm so sorry. It, but uh, I did get the I did get the like the side curls. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? The okay. the shitty like you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, the yeah the club hair. All right, and uh, Mel, what are you wearing for your Halloween costume? Um, I am. We just got a touchdown, by the way. Um, I am also dressed as uh as as Gareth. <laughs> okay. So but, but I put a little more like money and time and effort into the costume. So sure. so I didn't just like black out reading glasses or, or whatnot. Like 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 it's 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 good. I've I got all the pockets in in the car. I spent a lot of time on it and, and I really think that, that I that I pass as as him. And and you know what? Josh Pat also dressed as Gareth. Okay. Okay. So three Gareth's three Gareth's and a George Washington is the sort of scenario we're working <laughs> with here. It's actually so funny that you bring up uh, your wolf pup, Joshua Patrick Mel, because uh, we're going to turn to you standing in the middle of this neighborhood festival um, to see two young children who are actually playing with Joshua Patrick. One of them, the older uh, boy is probably can't be older than seven. Um, he is wearing a voluminous cloak with a hood and he is holding a little toy bow and arrow with a suction cup for an arrow. Um, and is he, he is dressed across- as Mel? He is right. in the process of feeding uh, a piece of apple to Joshua Patrick, who is, wait, let me roll for it. Cute as hell. Loving it. And yeah. cute as shit. <laughs> uh, Cole is accompanied by his younger sister, uh, Belly, who has introduced herself, although it is kind of hard to hear her because Belly is wearing an entire pumpkin over her head with two holes carved out for the eyes. So she's kind of staring at you through pi- uh, pumpkin binoculars. He's completely safe from Enderman, though. I'll tell you that. Wow, that's a niche Minecraft joke if I ever heard one. I love it. It's fucking the best-selling video game of all time. Do not tell me it's niche. Anyway, we're Sorry. we're old. Gary. Cole the Cole the Ranger turns to you, Mel, and says, "Oh, excuse me. I I I'm sorry to. Uh, I was just you're uh, feeding your dog." I I mean, he likes apples. Apples are healthy. That that that's okay. Um. He's pretty good at sniffing out if there was anything nefarious with it, so that's that's all right. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm a I'm a ranger. I could tell. You better not see any, if you see any ghosties, it. you let me know, and I'm going to shoot them with my arrow. Yeah, we can we can go after them together. I'll also shoot them with with my arrow. And Wait, I haven't your seen. Arrow? Are you? Yeah. <gasps> so carry Are you my a ranger too. No, you way. look like a wizard slash rogue. Well, yeah, it's Halloween. You look like a dipshit with cargo pockets. I know, right? But that's that's what he does every day, and I just thought it'd be funny. Um, Cole introduces himself. He says, "Hi, my name's Cole," in his accent, uh, and he introduces his younger sister, Belly, who says, "Thank you for letting us play with your dog." You are very welcome. I I love your costume. I I see like it's it's big enough that it keeps people away. And I'm a big fan of that. Mom said that I shouldn't wear this pumpkin on my head, but I said that it was a better idea because now nobody can see my face. Agreed. Your mom knows nothing. Uh, Cole says we're gonna we're gonna join in the in the Hill Gauntlet Hallows Eve house. We snuck out of the house to be here. We're gonna win. Hell yeah. Above table. Is this like appropriate for children? 
we're gonna, hey Bessie, we're gonna fucking. We don't find know yet. Out. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I didn't know if I don't know. Maybe. So I, it's cool because they're fake, okay. imaginary, made up children, so they can die. It's totally fine. Well, it kind of changes my like. Like, if it's really scary and not for children, then I like to think I try to dissuade them from doing it. But if it's okay for kids, then no way, no way. You can't conv- you can't convince me to not do it. I want that makeover by Spooky Yas, the cunt of Strahd. She's the greatest. She's the greatest. Uh, I, mean, I understand. She's the greatest makeup artist in all of Waterdeep, and I'm gonna win my school's drag contest with it. That would be. Hey, sweet. quick question. Yeah. Why does your school full of children have a drag contest? That's a little weird. I don't think it's All weird. Right. Are are you like cosplaying as DeSantis now? What's what's wrong with? I mean, uh fuck. I guess that is political, huh? I don't yeah. give a shit. It's made up and fake. So, no, we it was they they recently added it last year because um we got rid of math and then just sort of like okay. Now it's drag yeah. instead. Dragomatics. Dragomatics is pretty good, Gary. I'm going to be so real. Okay. Uh, There is a shuffling on the podium, and a uh, dressed-up witch pops up and taps uh, her her larynx and utters a couple words under her breath. And then the next time she speaks, her voice is magically projected across the whole lawn. And she says, Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Hill Gauntlet Hollows Eve House Spectacular. And there's like a sort of general like applause. Uh, I am your designated neighborhood witch, Shamantha, and I am here to explain the rules of the Hill Gauntlet Hallow's Eve House Spectacular to you. As usual, you are competing for this spectacular prize. It is a, and she squints, a dread makeover kit by Spooky Yaz. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure they are tremendous. Um... As always, you are going to be uh, ushered into the house in groups of four. You will be uh, given a uh, an arcane lantern. It is equipped with an SOS beacon on it. If you press a button, she points to uh, a teenage lout standing next to the stage who raises a purple uh, lantern that is sort of like cheaply done up with like bits of copper and construction paper to look sort of gothic, but it is glowing with a faint lavender light. And the uh, the teenage youth pushes one thumb against the base of the lantern and it emits a ghostly spectral purple orb that hovers in, in the air in front of him. If you press the lantern, if you are in a moment of danger, you can press uh, this lantern and the, uh, the helpers of the haunted house will come and assist you should you need it. Uh, but uh, be warned, if you use this 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 lantern, you will be disqualified from the prize. You will not have survived the Hill Gauntlet Hallow's Eve House Spectacular. Now, we've done something a little different this year. We've we've had some complaints in the years previous of it being too easygoing, too much for the children. So we have spookified it up a little bit. What'd you say, Gary? Uh, you said it was too easygoing and also too hard on the children at the same time. Yeah, the children found it difficult because it wasn't scary enough. Like they were like, I'm so bored. It's oh, hard to okay. keep going through this house. Sure. Yeah. So just like school. Yeah, basically. Um, we have made it much spookier this year because in fear, we find out who we truly are. Boo, Gareth Booth. Boo. <laughs> Now listen, George Washington. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 
Now, I believe that we have our uh, designated lantern bearers here. Some of them are uh, volunteers from various associations across Waterdeep. So if you haven't met your lantern bearer yet, fret not. You are going to meet them and um, introduce yourself and be friendly. This is a community event here in the Sea Ward. The Hill Gauntlet House is all about making friends. Uh, and please just introduce yourself and be friendly. So the three of you uh, are approached by... Apollo, could you describe your character for us, please? But not too in detail, because again, you're We're not very us... good at this and it will hurt our feelings. Yeah. Um approaching you walks a dwarven man, short, stocky, built like a brick shit house. Oh hell yeah. You know the vibe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh he is wearing he's wearing the uniform of the city watch. So, you know, the armored pauldrons, he's wearing the colors. He has a uh, hand axe on his belt and an enormous great sword that is probably, like, bigger than he is. Oh, hell yeah. Like, guts. It's anime girl logic of, like, the hammer is 20 times the size of the character. Uh, great sword strapped to his back. Look at him. The man is scruffy. He has eye bags uh, from, like, clearly not having slept in a while um as he's approaching am i approaching them or are they approaching me you are approaching them because you have been given uh their names and somebody pointed them out of a volunteer of this function as like that is your group because you have a lantern perfect uh in the lantern light you see uh the hair is not like that military kind of like buzz cut but he still has the enormous uh braided beard that oh, most yeah. dwarves would have it's a large scar over one of his eyes uh, that goes almost in the Thor Ragnarok eye patch style, where like the scar is uh, artistically detailed on the eye patch itself. Hard. And as he's walking towards you, lantern in one hand, he's absentmindedly um, using some cantrip or something to write a letter as he is uh, to dictate a letter as he is walking towards you. As walking towards you, you would be able to hear him just say. My dearest brothers, fear not, I won't be there tonight, but everything will be all right. Picking up a couple extra patrols isn't the worst thing in the world, and um, by the time this season is over, we'll be able to send all the kids to school with everything they need. I love you all. I would do anything for this family. I love you too. And I'm listen, sorry. listen, Apollo. I, I do. I, I love you so much already. You're, you're amazing. But I distinctly recall telling <laughs> you to not be good at this. Okay, because we are, we are a year in, and what my character looks like is still a little foggy. And you're hitting me with scars and swords. You, you gotta, you gotta dial it back. You're making us look bad. That was. I don't get to be a player often. I'm just happy to be here. That was the best description I have ever heard across any medium of D and I've ever played. Holy shit! Y'all got me giggling and kicking my feet for real. Uh, <laughs> the little. Uh, letter folds itself into a little paper airplane and just shoots off into the night sky as he says this is like all right then movie. go ahead i'm sorry i just <laughs> i'm a big fan of him he sounds cool <laughs> he sounds hella as he, cool right as he approaches you he just uh, looks at you all takes a deep breath all right then my name is officer iron blade and um i will be your lantern bearer for tonight gareth goes to extend his hand my name is george 
Uh, I'm sorry, Gary, can you do that with the wooden teeth, please? Uh, you know what? Let me go put in my retainers. Yeah, yeah, actually, that'd be great. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty I'm sure not cutting, I'm not cutting this silence at all, by the way. This is valuable <laughs> airtime that's staying in. There will be no silence oh. here, but I'm pretty sure the wooden teeth thing is a myth made to make it's, it's supposed to make George Washington look better. He actually used teeth from slaves, which is real fucked up. So, if Garyan comes That's back, nasty as if hell. Garyan comes back with slave teeth, I'm kicking him off the show. As well, you should. It, it's just because we're trying to make our man. founding fathers look better than. I'm sorry. Time out. What the fuck? White dudes. What George are slave Washington, teeth? The, the, the wooden teeth is it's it's a myth. He he did have essentially dentures, but they he used teeth from s slaves. It's fucked up. It's our history is so fucked up. They just breezed over that in Hamilton. Like they didn't mention I that. I was about to say that wasn't it in Hamilton. It wasn't. That song would have gone hard as shit, though. Can we all just agree on that? Like Lin Manuel Miranda would have busted out. No, but what rhyme do you that. get? What bar do you have to rhyme slave teeth with? That's a difficult job. I mean, he could I, do it. I think Lin Manuel is up to the challenge. I really, really hope uh, what bar do you have to rhyme slave teeth with is the title of this episode because <laughs> it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better clickbait than that. Okay, Garyan. Yeah, okay. Ah, well, uh, uh, gonna pop him out a little bit so it really fucks up how it talk. <laughs> hey, everybody, my name's George. George, all right. Um. What are you supposed to be? Some uh, explorer? Or... I'm the first president of the United States. George. <laughs> George Washington. This isn't even a costume. This is just who I am. Gareth is like really trying to go for this disguise because she is like not a, cool like a method actor police. who's just like disappeared into this role. <laughs> no, it's because Gareth doesn't want to get like arrested. This man is a police officer. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Uh, Arnold and Mel, what about you? Um, okay, so Arnold, Arnold kind of like sneaks over. He's like, "I'm gonna steal your friendship because I've I've been told that you're you're you might be in in the market for friends, and I am a, a thief, not a thief. I'm I'm a wizard thief, and I I like stick my hand out to to shake his hand and become his best friend because I'm not a good actor as my best friend because I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Can so, you roll for best friend actually? Ooh, can I do? <laughs> no, we're gonna save that one. We're gonna save that juice for later. Uh, I just kind of give you the the sod military, just a stern handshake. I love handshake, it. Just nod and <laughs> he has this like look on his on his face of just just what just just get through this night. I'm <laughs> I'm so tired and it, he has fake teeth in. I don't know what to do from here on out. You'll never guess where I got them. <laughs> nope. <laughs> a tree, I hope. <laughs> Oh, hey, speaking of resigned energy, Mel, why don't you go next? Oh, I actually have the, like the exact same look on my face as, as the dwarf where I'm like, can we just fucking get through this? I'm so tired. I haven't slept in so long. And 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 we should we should just we should just go. I don't know where my compatriot got his teeth from. And that this it's it disturbs me a little. Um, but uh yeah, so so we should we should just uh we should just get get through this. Um What's that, Anthony? Oh, I'm sorry. Can, can I ask? I, it just occurred to me. Why are we doing this as our party? Uh, because we want to get no, the like, drag does, makeup. Okay, but does one of us like, really want it? Obviously. Like, is it hell? Is it like, or is it is it Gareth? Like, does like, do we know? Have we talked about that at all? Has that come up? Uh, yeah. Is it, here's the thing. If it's a team game, is only one person getting the makeover? 
Well, you're going to have to take that up with the cunt of Strahd. I, as the dungeon master, have no idea. I don't know how to tell you this, Mr. DM, but you are everybody but us. <laughs> well, the cunt of Strahd isn't there right now, so you're going to have to wait. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, cunt! I'm, I'm, Mel would like to win this uh, for Josh Pat. Actually, she thinks it, she thinks it'd be really cute if if he was dressed up in the whole like drag thing. Okay, and but oh, she also doesn't really want to be like. I don't think it would have been her idea, but since she's there, she's like, all right, we might as well try and win it for JPZ. Cool. Okay. All right. So, uh, there is a small queue forming of groups who are going ahead. Um, and actually just in front of you, you see uh, Cole and Belly are standing next with to like two like slightly bigger kids. I think they're like early teenagers. And uh, Mel, Belly turns to you and stares at you with big pumpkin binoculars and waves really excited. And uh, Cole says, we're, we're gonna go, we're gonna go first and we're gonna get the big prize. And we're gonna survive all of the rooms and you guys are gonna look like real boobs you take that back you take that back i'll kill you you take no, I'm... <laughs> please don't threaten me i am a child um <laughs> and the procession moves as these groups go and there's a there's a costumed um hag standing at the door of the uh hill gauntlet hollows eve house who is letting these groups go and sort of timing them there's actually a fairly big gap between groups it's like close to five minutes per group as they sort of like usher them into the house and you can hear moving closer and closer to the house there's uh screams that are echoing from the rooms inside and there's like deep guttural laughter and high-pitched cackling and all of these great haunted house sounds um and by the time they reach the door in front of you, Cole and Belly are practically vibrating with either excitement or fear. You can't quite tell which. Uh, but then the green-faced hag standing at the door ushers them through and says, be careful. And then it is your turn. Um, as you are waiting, the hag, who's just sort of making uh, polite conversation, asks uh, you, Apollo, I'm so sorry, what is your character's first name? Oh, Branton. Branton. Which is a weird ass name, but yeah, that's what name generators do to you. I mean, <laughs> it's not any weirder than the Cunt of Strahd, so I'm hey, a big fan. Put some of the respect Cunt of Strahd, on that title. Oh, I'm a huge right. fan. I'm just saying on the weirdness scale, like I that. Mean, if I had to choose between the two of them, uh, the next time I'm asked to name something, I'm actually going to pull it from our live. It's going to be Gary Imple. There you go. There you go. Uh, Branton, this hag uh, turns to you and says, "Wow, Mister Officer, how are you this evening?" Not very in the mood for small talk, but um, I'm well. Well, you're going to have to you? smile. You're going to have to smile for the kiddos. This is a community no. event. Mm -mm. All, I, have, all of I don't know adults. how old these guys are, but they're, they're not kiddos, and I don't have to smile for them if I'm not with children. Well, you know what they say. In fear, you find your true form. Oh. <laughs> uh... You Brandon, don't know give fear. A, give me an insight check, please. Oh, chilling. Mel is like just a huge fan of Brand. Like he gets, we are on the same level here. Not smart. Yeah. yeah. While Apollo is rolling, he's kind of hoping that you guys will be friends so she can show you like her crow's nest and stuff. It's where she goes to not interact with people. Uh, I... That is a 19. Oh, Sorry. that's very good. Okay. Um, Brandon, there's something familiar about this hag to you. 
some sort of like, you know, maybe she's got one of those faces that you've seen before on patrol, uh, or maybe you've sort of like seen her face on like a poster before, but there's just sort of like something vaguely familiar about her. Ooh, nasty. Uh, Brandon will, Brandon will just kind of think to himself, right, do I know this person for good reasons or bad reasons? Before you can come up with the answer to that, you are ushered inside the haunted house. So the first room of this haunted house is you're ushered in to the left. Actually, before you move to the first room, you get a glimpse of the house proper. It's a big house. There is a massive central staircase that sort of like curves up in a tight spiral, but the edges of it are uh, flanged with wrought iron to look like a spine that is sort of twisted on itself, curving up to the second story. There are um, heavy cobwebs dripping from all the corners. Some artificial and sort of like cheesecloth fake looking, but actually as you stare a little deeper into this house, some of them are actual real ghostly gray uh, spider webs. There is, like I said, uh, screams and laughter and the deep crunch of machinery sort of like shaking this house as you walk through. As you turn into the first room, uh, you walk through a heavy black curtain, presses like dead fingers against your face and you walk into a street scene uh, there are two people on their knees, or people shapes, I should say, on their knees, wailing in fear. And there is an overturned carriage, sort of like built out of splintered pieces of timber and shredded canvas. There is a uh, what appears to be a whole dead horse on the ground. And one of these actors turns to Arnold as Gareth and says, please. Please, won't you help us? Please. Okay, so so Arnold, as we were walking through the whole time, has just been mimicking all the like random screams and like spooky sounds as he's going through. He's going, just like doing it. And but as we turn that corner and he sees the dead horse and people on the ground, he goes, and just like like kind of like drops it immediately and the glasses fall off of his face. He just looks down. He's like, Are you okay? Oh my gosh. And it's just like 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 I he forgets that he's in a haunted house for a second and thinks that these people are in actual danger and wants to know if they need help. Uh, the other actor turns and grabs at Mel's cloak, sort of like tugging on a little bit because this isn't a real haunted house where you don't, where they agreed not to touch you. Um, and she screams, they're going to, they're going to drop us on us. They're going to. And actually, from the ceiling falls a very crudely made uh, mechanical sort of like paper mache blue whale that sort of like descends from the ceiling and shatters onto this carriage very gingerly. And there's like an explosion of blood that sort of like splatters both of them from the chest up. But not from the whale. The whale is fine. The whale is fine. Uh, I legit was going to make the whale joke the next time it came to me. So I'm glad that we're on the same page with, uh, with that. You know what's um, crazy but, is the whale actually looks super dead. No, he's so fine though. Like, like he may look dead, family. but that doesn't mean like he's living his. It's best a haunted house. Life. He's a good actor. That whale. I. You know what it is? Yeah, it's an actual whale actor that they got <laughs> who's fucking training at Fantasy Juilliard. It's the same whale. I think it's like, the same whale. Actually, it gave him a taste of what it's like to live out of the water, and Very he's, successful he's here for it. I, I think Mel recognizes the whale. And and does what? Um, well, first she would like kind of whale first. We're gonna have a whale of a time. Um, so okay, 
whale, whale, whale. She she would probably like <laughs> like kind of kick w the woman who's kind of grabbing whatever cloak because she uh -huh. doesn't like to be touched. Um, and and she'd probably say something along those lines. Um, if you don't stop touching me, this is gonna end a lot worse for you. And hey, I remember I forgot the whale's name. Was it Humphrey or something it like that? It was Humphrey. Oh my God, Humphrey. She just lose. She's not trying to be Gareth or any. She's just so shocked to see see this whale, and and he's in great shape and not hurt at all. Um, she's psyched. Uh, building like a ghostly echo through the root for through the corners of this room, you hear existences agony. That's Humphrey. Humphrey, um, you know what? You're you're you're. Your mic cut out, Humphrey. I didn't hear Damn. Much. Well, Humphrey says my existence is agony. He's such a good actor. <laughs> All right. Um, give me perception checks, please, everybody. Good. No. No, I'm kidding. Great joke. Great joke. Funny every time. Damn it. I mean, I still laugh every time. That's all that matters. I might be seeing bees again. What'd you get? 18. 10. 10, okay. Always see bees. Apollo, I cannot roll a solid perception check to save my fucking life. Garrett. I've rolled really high the first two rolls so far, and I'm genuinely shitting myself. Like, that's going to go horribly bad for me <laughs> later on. I just know. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. That's, it's how, that's, it goes. How, that's how it works. Uh, Gareth got a 16. Arnold? I got a 14. Okay. Branton. You notice right off the rip that when the blood spatters these two people after this whale falls on this carriage, it reeks of like barnyard uh, and sort of like sour hay. And you would know this as a member of the City Watch and somebody who spent his whole life on the meaner side of Waterdeep streets. This is clearly fake blood. And as you walk into the next room, uh, you are greeted by a tableau of like a tree and a grassy knoll and a picnic laid out in sort of like comically huge checkered baskets and uh there are people with ant costumes on and they're wiggling huge antenna but as you move from sort of this idea of like this is fake blood into this new sort of like comical picnic room you realize that like these are actors like these are people wearing costumes these aren't real life-sized ants in the haunted house I'm no. saying. I thought I was sold on this being an authentic experience. They suckered you. They got you. Sorry, George. Those bastards. I'm gonna take all their teeth. I was gonna say you could take their teeth later if you want. I would. I would advise against that. I, yeah. I don't. The implications. Someone trying to steal teeth is the last thing that I was ready for for tonight. Quite honestly. Arnold puts but, up um, his tools. Just like your teeth stealing Arnold has tools. A full dental kit. He's just he's just brought this full dental I was kit. Ready? That's right. He didn't know what to expect, so he just brought everything he could think of. Obviously, you could fit them in all the pockets. That's what all the pockets are for. So, okay. Uh, no, we won't steal teeth tonight because you said. Thank so. you. One yeah, of one of these life-sized ants, actually greater than life-sized ants, runs up to you. Gareth, um, and starts tickling your face with his giant antenna and giggling at you. 
I think Gareth will giggle back. I'm getting tickly. Stop it. You hear that you hear the a voice come from inside this ant mask and say, Hey man, hey, hey, don't do that. I, hey, I look at hey, the ant, I start tickling his face. Hey, 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 bud, hey, you made this so weird. Stop it. I lean. This ant does not smooch you back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's move on. The next room in this haunted house, uh, you're sort of following the peripheral of it as you're sort of walking around the edges. Um, the next room is a corner room uh, and is done up as a courtroom. There are uh, two big windows that have been sort of like white papered out to let in like a dull uh, white light. There is a judge sitting at a, a huge, like almost up to the ceiling uh, chair holding uh, what appears to be like a broken stick wand and is screaming at the top of his lungs, uh, what did you do? What did you do? Except every time he says do and casts down with the wand, there is a figure across the room from him on a on a table uh, that is cracked open at the gut. And every time that wand comes down, there's a little splash of blood that sort of like fountains up from this from this frame. I think Gareth immediately like takes like he he has these a little bit. He's like I didn't I didn't do anything. I didn't what? What, what do you mean? Uh, there is also sitting next to this sort of masked judge up on high, there is a figure in a flowing white robe sitting at what you presume to be a witness stand that is staring directly at Apollo as Branton. Uh, Branton in this room has just stayed uh, just towards the entrance of the door. Branton is Branton has just stayed, let them go inside, but uh, seeing this room, uh, anybody who would look at him Anybody with anybody who would be perceptive enough would probably notice that he is just kind of stood there, frozen, just looking at the judge. And uh, when he looks, then we just kind of shakes his head, snaps out of it, takes a big scan of the room just to notice where everybody else has gone. Uh, locks his eyes just fall on the on the person in the witness stand and just goes a little bit paler, just. Mm -hmm. uh, can I uh, roll perception and or insight check to see whatever the fuck is going on with Branton? Sure. Give me insight. Um, I don't need to because I also dissociate. So I know what it looks like. What does JP think of Branton, by the way? Uh, JP is very friendly with Branton. JP loves the smell of whatever. I like to think that Branton as a dwarf maybe has like some kind of dried sausage on him somewhere. And JP's he's in a 100%. Big, yeah, for sure. JP's he's a big fan of that. Um, you need you need snacks. You need snacks while you're on the job. It gets you, lonely. It's long nights. It gets you need snacks because it gets lonely. That's what gets me. Next question. Lonely, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary, we got, got another touchdown in case anybody's wondering about go bills. Nobody's wondering. Nobody gives a fuck. No, <laughs> I give a fuck. I have so few things that bring me joy. Don't take this from me, Gary. I only have snacks in the bills. You should add Big Macs to that mix. I got a 12. All true. right. You look back and see uh, your City Watch companion like weirdly freeze up at the door. But when you turn back around, you can't quite figure out why because the, as Branton, I think, makes like a slight adjustment, the figure on the witness stand's face is frozen towards the door. It doesn't track Branton anywhere. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, 
Is the figure in a white robe, is it like a person or is it an animatronic of some sort? So it is completely head to toe um, disfigured with this white robe. You would have to get closer to actually like check that out. Word, which I don't think I will be doing. Okay. So so like they, they it's, a, it's a white robe, but it covers their head too? Like Right. It is like, like a, a, it is like a facial like a shawl. It's like, no, no, no. Not a hood. Hey, a white whoop, pointed whoop. hood that's weird i am worried because there was talk of teeth i mean where do you think george washington got those teeth from that's my concern yeah, now oh, my boy <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible White pointed oh rope. God. This is the clam oh, oh no. god okay <laughs> i mean a, i'm a, a little there's a shawl covering this figure's face a gray shawl. A gray, I was going to say, can we just change the color altogether? You know, you know what? Yeah, actually, you blink and look, and it's a green robe. There we go. That's so Perfect. weird. Love it. Eat or eat or eat or. But this, this judge sort of like, yeah, welcome to the show, Apollo, by the way. Thank you so much for being on. I hope you didn't. Thanks like, for having me. Thank you. I hope you didn't have a career before this. Um, but this judge screams, what did you do one more time? And there's like a fountain of like blood spurting up sort of Quentin Tarantino-esque from this corpse. Uh, bestie, Josh Patrick starts snooffling, sniffling and growling at the figure lying on the table. And this is like an actual, again, it's not like an animatronic. It appears to be, it appears to be a real person with some incredible uh, special effects makeup on them. And he's growling. And can, can I, God, I rolled bees on percent. Can I roll something to get a better look at who's on give, the table? I'll tell you what you can do. Give me as a medicine check, which is sort of like investigating the wound. No, and if I don't roll well, then I have to quit my job is what happened last time. But I rolled really well, so I get to keep my It's true. Job. Canonically, as a nurse, if you don't roll high enough on a medicine check, you are a fraud. Yeah, thank God there isn't a send emails check. My job is secure. <laughs> I send a lot of emails in my job, too, though, because I'm not bedside. It's okay. I get to keep my job. Suck it again, poverty. I rolled a 19. Let's go. Huge. Uh, this figure has a gaping laceration around their stomach and gut area. Uh, and you can actually tell Diana that somebody has like ripped their rib cage open a little bit. Like it's brutally cracked in a lightning strike down the middle, uh, exposing their sort of meteor organs. And those are my favorite organs. What uh, is the other option aside from the meaty organs? The wet the organs. The non-meaty organs. No, hold on. I will argue that with the exception of maybe your skin, all of your organs are wet all the time. Nah, fam. Well, you think you will you think let's just move on, man. Uh but <laughs> Mel, oh, as you get closer, you realize that the uh figure lying on this table low-key kind of stinks like he's actually like a dead body it uh wait, like the wound um, is real is is what i'm gathering can i tell that well hold on it, yeah because branton was able to smell the fake blood does this smell like fake blood again or does it smell like normal well, real i don't know blood? like jpz being interested in growling lends itself to being like real like an actually dead person um and if the wound looks real i i rolled i probably check for a pulse 
that might be nurse diana i'm sorry but i feel like Mel would... actually no that sounds pretty reasonable actually All right. i like that yeah yeah so you stick your you stick your hand and uh do you do uh, neck or wrist bessie or elbow I mean, or wherever you like I to would, check a I pulse. would probably do neck and wrist because I want to see if they're getting into their periphery as well. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, that's nerf time. That's nerf <laughs> uh, You press two fingers to the cold, pallid skin of this figure and you press their waxy flesh in to check their pulse. And actually you feel like a sort of like sodden squelch as your fingers press against what you assume to be rotten muscle fibers. And then when and the you, sour tang, the uh, sour tang of the freshly dead. Thank that's you. That's exactly so much, the Gary face Andrew. I made Apollo when he said it the first time. And then I argued that dead bodies don't. I don't know that I'd describe it as a sour tang. Do I feel a heartbeat? You do not. You feel a distinct lack of a heartbeat. Okay, but I can tell it's real. Um, I would. Who who of my group is standing closest to me? I. That's a question for I, your group. I think Gar close? Gareth would be inclined to investigate the seemingly dead body after his initial, I didn't do anything. Where is Arnold? Arnold was standing right next to the guard, just kind of looking at his face and looking at the thing he was watching and looking at his face and looking at the thing he was watching and trying to figure out what was going on and feeling like someone else is also scared. This is great. I'm so, so <laughs> Arnold just goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So um, since uh, Gareth is uh, the closest one to me dressed as George, um, I, I probably say, um, uh, Gareth, this this body, it's real. It's really dead. And yeah, this looks super dead. So it, Arnold looks over at the garden and says, don't it's worry, it's all heal. fake. All of this is just, it's a haunted house. I was afraid that the first one, I'm talking only to, to the guard. I don't hear what they're doing, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I was Gareth, scared like, in the first room too. I was so scared in the first room, but don't worry. None of this is real, guys. Gareth cuts him off. Yo, this guy's fucking real. <laughs> uh, Branton, your sort of like group of people uh, are focused up on this body lying on this table, sort of like half whispering to themselves. I think Mel would actually turn to Brant and, and, and since he seems to be part of the haunted house or whatever, and she'd be a little bit on edge at that point, but only a little because JPZ is a really good judge of character. So if he likes you, then that usually means you're good people. But she is a little worried. Um, and, and she'd say, um, did, did you know about this? What is this? Quite honestly, like, quite honestly, um, it's a haunted house. It's a fiction. This is just like in the first room. There's pig's blood, uh, illusion, magic, what have you. This is I, just. Uh, I think at this very Gareth well put together. Like, so every time the judge like bangs the gavel or whatever, the blood like spurts up, right? Correct. So I think the next time that happens, Gareth is gonna like, hold on. Yep. We'll, we'll no, we'll take a quick timeout. That's fine. These you want to just take a pee break here or no? I think your mid-roll today is going to be read by a New York City trash driver uh, inspired by our trash panda mafia from last episode. So without further ado, <clears throat> let me turn it over to somebody I like to call. Why am I doing an intro for this bit? <laughs> What's going on, dinguses? It's me. It's Big Mike. I'm here to talk to you about... I'm a little Australian, actually. You see, you see, the guy that came before me said that I was from New York, but he actually, that was a little New York there, but now I'm actually a little bit Australian. So 
We're just going to sort of roll with this weird-ass voice that's coming out of this guy's mouth. There it is. There's a little bit more of the New York attitude. Okay, here we go. We're in the track now. We're in the groove. What's going on, everybody? Big Mike here. And I'm here to tell you about Critically Stupid and the great, the great bits that these dingus has got going on. So here, check it out. Legally, they're required to tell you that they're playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist. It's an official Dungeons & Dragons module. It's written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, Michelle Carter. Love Michelle Carter. And it's a cool game. You could go to dnd.wizards.com uh, and check out all that cool uh, stuff they got there for you. They got some, they got some uh, contracts that you can sign. They've got some uh, old hot dog buns that you can pick up and take home. And they've also got some moldy ketchup, which I guess could go with your hot dog buns if you wanted it to. So go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all the great uh, D&D-themed hot dog accessories that you can check out there for your disposal. These guys, these guys here on this show, Critically Stupid, they're doing this big kind of YouTube subscription drive, trying to get to that magical number of 1,000 subscribers so they can get access to better hardware, better gear, um, so they can sort of monetize the show and make it better for you, the listeners, the audience, the people out there doing the work. We appreciate you. That's me, Big Mike. We appreciate you. And if you could subscribe to the channel, if you could tell a friend, hey, listen, buddy, you in the D&D, you in the jokes, have I got the show for you. It's called Critically Stupid, the funniest heck, and they're also dumb as shit. Tell them about our channel, send the link to them, say, hey, check out this show. They're pretty funny. Pretty funny. Don't tell them they're actually funny. That's misrepresenting what this show's about. If you would like to end up as a character on the show, you can tweet at us, at QuitStupid. I guess that's an x.com kind of thing now, though, huh? You can x.com us. That sounds fucking dumb x.com us at Chris Stupid. We're also on TikTok and uh, I believe we're also on Instagram. I'm never, I'm not on Instagram though. My big Mike doesn't do Instagram. I'm, this face, this face, break your camera. Get at us. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think we're doing. Good or bad or mediocre. Let us know. And you can end up as a character on the show. We got a lot of stuff coming up. We're going to need names. Uh, so yeah, get your name in the pot and remember anything that you're uh, named NPC does is a reflection on Alex the DM. He's going to be back here in a second. He's gone. Uh, and not you. You are a perfect individual because you're watching our show. Alex the DM is the guy that sucks. Speaking of which, I got to turn it over to that bing bong for the Libras Arcana ad. So, everybody, this is Big Mike. Peace and out. All right. I love you. Bye. Anthony. Yep. Welcome. To the hot seat. I'm so glad that you could be a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Dyson Air, the game show That's where me. we compete yeah. to answer trivia questions to win the fantastic prize of Libra's Arcana subscriptions. Your first question for 1D6 is there, uh, according to the famous writer Alexandre Dumas, there were three uh, famous musketeers named Athos, Porthos. What is the name of the third musketeer? D'Artagnan. Nailed it. Absolutely. Well done. Sailed through that one with ease. Uh, your second question, let me, let me interrupt this round of our trivia to, to bring you the announcement of what next month's set of dice is. Uh, Gary, can you step in and let our contestants know what next month's set of Libra's Arcana dice is? Are I you a special kind of frog that shoots pee from your eyes? <laughs> Do you appreciate the color yellow because it's the color of urine? Uh, you might appreciate this month's Libra's Arcana special dice. Tell us about it, Garrett. <laughs> Gary. Gary. Yeah, I, you know what? You stole maybe every single word directly from my lips. Um, but boy, howdy. You should get yourself a set of Libra Sarcana dice. Hey, how about another trivia question? I'll ask it this time. 
And this one is just first come, first serve. Uh, how many dice are in one dice set? Six. That's probably, I don't think that's true, actually. I'm pretty sure it's seven. Is it seven? It's okay. And he got the first trivia question. It's seven. Fuck. So, Alex, you are banished. Shit. Get out. <laughs> Wait, but I've got, I've got the, I've got the big, I've got the big trivia question for the D20. Ooh. All right, fine. What is it? The ailment known as pertussis has a street name. That is what? Whoopi Coldberg. It is, in fact, Whoopi Coldberg. Thank you so much. Our contestant, Anthony, has crushed it. Diana, please tell our lovely contestant and audience where they can pick up a set of Libras Arcana dice. Go to uh, LibrasArcana.com. Use code STUPID20 and get 20% off. Uh, your your order. You can get a dice subscription. You can get uh, leather covers for books if that's a thing that that you have. Um, if you want to just get one month of dice and then cancel, you can do so. It's easy peasy lemon squeezy. You don't even have to talk to a real person. Um, yeah, stupid twenty. Stay <laughs> Nope. See what it is actually. This is crazy. I We've we've talked over it, but the official tagline for Libras Arcana is Libras Arcana Dice for Life. Stay Hefunculus. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Thank you for watching, everybody. We've been critically stupid. We'll be here all week. We'll go by Libras Arcana. Uh, I think so. The next time the blood spurts, a I want to investigate how the fuck that's happening if this mm -hmm. is real. But I also want to like get a little thingy in there okay sure so I could... yeah yeah like a chocolate fountain <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, give me an investigation check please while he's doing that mel would respond to uh to brand and, and say i know a dead but don't ask me why but i know a real dead body when i see it and smell it and this is real yeah so i think gareth with his 19 by the way will also like Depending on the result that you tell me immediately, actually, G please, what is the result of my investigation? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I'd love to tell you. It's quite good. Uh, you sort of like dip a little, like you dip a little thingy in this geyser. Um, and Not geyser. Just from, from a guy. Yeah. Well, actually, we you never gendered the the uh, dead body. So that would be a oh, very nice con context. Thank you so much. They use they, them pronouns, you fucking pig. Luckily, uh, guys, it's like plural, you know, like those guys. So, ah, I've been beaten. Uh, you are actually pretty comfortable with it, Gareth, because as soon as you touch your fingertip to that geyser, it's sort of like warm. As blood typically is. Yeah. Well, fresh. Am I, am I able to discern if it's human or not? Um, I tell you what, it's, it's, it's sure, it's short, it's sure be do, do be looking like it and it smells like it. And it drips Can down I your hand like it. Okay, uh, so no, I can't figure out for certain is what you're saying. I mean, uh, what do you? What is what is for certain to you? Are you a are you a blood doctor? I mean, I've stabbed many a man. A hematologist, bestie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I think I'll present my my bloody finger to Branton and be like, "All right, what do you think then? What do you think of this? <laughs> yeah, huh? You think it's I pig's blood?" Can I ask real quick, Bestie? When I when I checked for the pulse, was was the skin was it warm or was it cold? The skin was quite cold. Okay, thank you. So the blood being warm is strange. Yeah. 
and I'm trying to gauge if it's like fresh dead or, you know, if it, if it's still warm, then that lends itself to fresh dead. But if the skin is quite cold, then it's been dead. Branton walks in towards uh, where everybody is and says, well, they used pig's blood in the first room. So if this blood is also warm, it might be fake blood. If the corpse is real, then that's real fucked up. Um, but uh... well, you don't know anything about this because this corpse is real. Again, don't ask why I know this, but this corpse is very real. You're telling me that you you know nothing about this. I'm here as part of a city watch to be chaperone for the night. Well, aren't you concerned that there's a literal corpse here? Then should shouldn't you call the rest of your city watch? Isn't isn't shouldn't this warrant some kind of investigation? Really quick, if I can interject, Gareth. For your 19 investigation. Yeah, because um, I didn't want to check out like how the blood Yeah, is. yeah. So the second part of that is you uh can see a very thin uh sort of like tubing at the bottom of this gut, uh, in between geysers. It's it's wet and difficult to see. But as you <laughs> crane your head, do you wanna do you wanna explain? You know what else is wet and difficult to see? All right, keep going. What is you, Marion? What else? What What is wet and difficult to see? Diana, it is very rude to interrupt the DM when he's talking. <laughs> oh, you're gonna call me out on that now, like a year over a year later. As you crane your head underneath this table, you notice, Gareth, uh, that there is a thin skein of copper tubing that is stapled to the underside of this table that leads to a bucket. However, the bucket has been recently moved, and there is a pouch, a wet, sap, uh, sopping, blood-smelling pouch that has been swapped into the bucket. Oh, wait, hold on. So the tube that's connected to the table correct, goes Well, this to... thing was a billionaire is what I'm hearing. I'm sorry, continue. It's a tube. It, so it goes from the table mm -hmm. slash person to what should be a bucket but the bucket was replaced with a weird sack there is a bucket with a weird sack into it the weird sack okay. is the is the fresh insert gotcha the tube okay. clearly was was meant to go into the bucket but instead is coming out of this pouch with real human blood in it okay and the pouch is in the bucket correct surrounded by as you as you investigate it pig's blood okay Garyan, would you share with us what you saw since you rolled the investigation, or would you keep it to yourself? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, like you guys can see me like rooting around under the table, so I feel like I'm not trying to make an effort to hide it at all. I feel like I would ask, like, um, I do, do you see anything? I just see bees again. I should go to the doctor about that. Um, but I haven't yet. So, so do you see? Uh, yeah. So there's a bucket and a sack of something what i assume to be blood because it's connected to the you know do you well, think certainly worked on the production value um if it's in a set oh my god do you think someone's trying to like collect the blood does somebody want this thing's blood i wouldn't this is a haunted house the craziest haunted children house fucking... i don't whatever's going on here they clearly must have had the proper permits and permissions to get all this stuff if they exhumed a corpse for this fair fucks to them but um it's a little bit much but uh 
I'm not going to ask questions if I'm not told to ask questions. Hey, as a police officer, that's a weird policy to have. That's very, that's very uh, typical American police of you. Um, fancy American police, (laughs) yeah, a cab. Um, listen, if if you if you really think that this is part of the haunted house spectacle, then 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 fine, we we can move on. But I have a a lot of questions and doubts, and and I feel like why would blood be going in this sack? unless somebody wants it for something. Part of the haunted house is the mystery of the haunted house. So I implore you, please uh, do as many investigations as you would like, but um, don't get hung up on the little things. That's like good uh, real Actually. quick, little thing, dead body on the table. That's like not super minor. By the way, in case you guys were wondering, uh, I'm dropping the weird R voice I do because George Washington is American and he doesn't have a British accent. Nope, he speaks normally. Yeah, Garrett's Garrett's really normally to hear. Yeah, I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Bold call for our international guest. Okay, Uh, British people are. I also have a, I also have a mainly American accent because I grew up on American TV. It's fine. I actually did wonder about that, but I didn't want to be rude. That's fine. I just kind of assume there's lore. Move to Ireland later in life. Okay. There's lore. I'm glad there's we all lore. questioned it, but none lore. of us were gonna say we're we're gonna actually question. We're, we weren't gonna ask it of you because that's rude. It is rude. Just Moving bring on. Out the Spanish accent. Moving on to the next room. Um, you all hear uh, again the laughter and screams and uh, clunking of machinery uh, resonating throughout this haunted house and. As you walk into the next room, there is like a like a scuffling of feet exiting the room just as you walk in. As you assume that there's like a group that's that's just ahead of you, the one with Cole and Belly in it, that is exiting this room, going into the next room. But you walk into a room to see piles and piles of gold coins. And sitting on them, they sort of like Scrooge McDuckian sort of like form this like huge pool, but then are sort of stacked into what appears to be a chair. And sitting on this chair is a member of the city watch wearing a slashed and soiled uniform, uh, gripping, gripping the, the arms of this chair with a, with a very tight grip. Important question: Is it a live member of the City Watch? He he blinks as you as you walk in. Um, Mel turns to Branton and goes, "Friend of yours." Do I recognize the person sitting on the chair? Give me an insight or perception check, please, Branton. Your choice. Oh, that's going to be an insight one. Yep, that's going to be an insight. Yep. Oh, that's a nat twenty. No, Noise. it's not. Yeah, do you want to see? No, no, he hates that so much when we try to show him because you can't actually see it, like, blurs it. So, I'll fully unscrew my DSLR camera (laughs) and point it. It's even funnier if you just like pick it up and be like, see, because it like doesn't prove anything at all. Wait, I have like a second handheld cam. Uh, Branton, yes, you do recognize this figure, um, but not from your band of city watchmates not even from the groups of city watch that you've encountered in your patrols or that live in other areas of the city um you feel your extremities grow cold 
as you look at the familiar old face, grizzled, uh, cut with a choppy beard that's been hastily shaved in patches uh, of Thanatus Silversong. What? Uh, you recognize him, of course, from the from the trial and the subsequent hearings. Um, and Thanatus pulls himself to his feet. He's an imposingly tall figure, if a little gaunt. You can see shadows cut underneath his cheekbones and um, the clear signs of like rapid and recent weight loss. And he points a finger at you, Apollo, and says, don't you remember me, boy? There's some kind of sick joke. And he takes a stumbling step forward and... Uh, repeats his question again, don't you remember me, boy? Except this time, there is a wave of stinking iron and his hands start dripping blood. Normal. Totally. Also, this guy's name, is it like Thanatos, yeah. like, Thanatos like the Greek god of death? Th- Thanatos. Ah, okay. Thanatos. Yeah. It's a, it's a, just a name. Thanks, I missed it. Um, I, I thought that was going to be like like uh, like a clue of yeah, some sort. Too. Hey, not all clues are for you. Wow, you mean it's Wait, not your all characters? Are you giving clues to NPCs? I'm giving clues to the guest. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I dressed up as alive. Yeah, that's more Diana's joke. That's true. Well, she's not here, so you can make it as much as you want. I'm also depressed. Whoa. <laughs> hey, Apollo. Hey, I oh, am here, hi. bitches. I'm just trying to figure out my video. Uh, then in that case, I'm happy you as a clam. You are so happy. 